So hi, Matt. Thank you very much for having me. So my name is Ofer Vikus, and I'm the CEO of Aduro Clean Technologies. And Aduro developed a chemical recycling platform for plastic conversion. We have other applications that we're doing uh, as well. Uh, um, we're converting heavy oil. We are into higher value crude. We are able to do uh, the same for uh, tires, waste tires. And uh, in general, there is a lot of applications that we can uh, turn through this uh, chemical platform technology. Brilliant. Ofer, thanks so much for coming on our platform. We, we did have a chance to speak before Christmas, and so I was intrigued by the technology. And I wanted to understand a little bit more. So um, today we're going to run through just a, a few slides because it's a little bit technical. Mm -hmm. and don't want to lose people, um, but at okay. the same time, I do want to understand your your, your business. Okay, so I'm going to start with the obvious question, the, the business you're passionate about. But the obvious question is, what's the problem that you're trying to solve? Um, so um, in, in, in reality, what you, society is, is using a lot of hydrocarbons and those hydrocarbons, they're coming in different shapes and forms. But generally speaking, if they're long and, and heavy, they need, uh, they worth less. So plastic is a long one, it worth less. And if you make it shorter, then suddenly you increase its value. And not the shorter, you don't want to do it very, very shorter. But it means that also... Um, if you do that, then you increase the value of something that otherwise you would not uh, do it. Other, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to do it otherwise. It's really, really hard to do it. It's required a lot of energy, a lot of resources. And so the technology that we develop basically take long, hard, you know, long molecular hydrocarbons, make them shorter. Some of them becomes fuel like energy, and then you can use them. That is in the case of, uh, of bitumen for example, and some of them become some kind of a form of wax of material that you can reuse again. So creating from plastic, reverse, kind of a reversing it back into some kind of a liquid for which you can create new plastic. So it's about circularity. It's about better operation to the environment, you know, better activity or more friendly activity to, towards the environment. It's about reuse of material. And it's about doing it in such way that is very different to what others have been doing so far that's create higher yield, lower energy, maybe able to work with a little bit more contaminated material, have a lot of configuration, so much more flexibility. And hence, uh, as you do that, you have much more options to work uh, in your markets. Right. Recycling. I'm going <laughs> to recycling. You recycle much more basic basic level it's a bit it's a little bit more technical than um your, your standards of recycling story which is what i like so um go on, yeah. give us give us throw some of the technical phrases that uh some of the people who really like to get into the detail would would understand because we, 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 we've talked previously about hydrochemolytic uh plastics right yes what does it so, mean so uh, are we talking about recycling just focusing on recycling let's start with that something that people understand sure. Because we can speak a little bit about the platform if you want, but we'll talk about recycling immediately. Yeah. So basically, there over the years have been developed, you know, many many approaches have been developed to to deal with plastic waste. There's a lot of it out there. Basically, the one problem that everyone knows is just so cheap, so you have, it's accumulate a lot of negative cost, and so you have to transport it, you have to sort it, you have to do all kind of things. Uh, the Basic, um, you know, I'll say approaches that have been developed over the years are the one that you see from left to right, the thermolysis, the uh, solvent applications, and the mechanical uh, solvation, if you, if you will. Those are the main approaches that have been out there developed in order to um, uh, convert or reuse or repurpose uh, uh, waste plastic. 
Um, when we're talking about the left side of it, it's uh, it's uh, basically a heat, some kind of a heat form of breaking down of the molecules. And if you're breaking material, you have to fix it a little bit. So there's a little bit of penalties there. When you're talking about the uh, solvosis, it's basically a niche market. So think of material that goes into a pot, responds very well to some kind of a solvent. You can extract it, but really it's not mass pro production of things. And the mechanical approach is really this, the, the first approach you, everyone needs to start with, but it's, uh, it's uh, limited to a certain type of material. So basically regenerating doesn't do anything to the material apart from cleaning it and regenerating it. So those were the approach, uh, you know, at the top level that you see. So first and foremost, Aduro is promoting another approach after many, many years. This is a big thing. And we've, we've been talking about it with many scientists, Mark, uh, uh, Matt. Aduro is promoting uh, a new approach, a fourth leg, if you will, that is, seems to be very, very promising. Now, this approach is right now has uh, really strong advantages to the thermolysis, to the area that you see on the left. And basically, while most of the uh, technologies on the left required some kind of a centralized location, some kind of a really strong uh, sorting mechanism, and they have to take care later um, in the post-processing, they have to take later in the, in, uh, they have to treat the material. The technology that we are promoting is operating at the lower energy, is able to operate, uh, you know, with a little bit more contaminated material. It's producing higher yield and higher value, higher quality uh, of material. And basically that entirely, that, that means that you can operate in a smaller scale uh, somewhere also in remote area or some, sometimes in a centralized area. Depends how you, you want to work, but it produces a lot of configuration. Configurability that now that, you know, uh, it was not there when you're talking about the technology on the, on the, on the left. Basically, they are, you know, somewhat of limited in their chemical operation. And for that reason, they are also limited in the economical operation. And that's okay. They can work. There's a lot of room in plastic recycling to operate. Um, it's just that, uh, you know, we have a little bit more options to operate when we want to. Right. So you've got a lot of flexibility in terms of the, the way that people can configure it. Okay. So you've got th thermolysis, solvolysis, and solvation and chemolysis. Yes. That's a mechanical yeah. approach. Right. So there's lots of um, companies, there's lots of options out there at, at, at the moment. And, you know, that is all competition. Whether yours is better than theirs or not, that's all competition. So you've got to work out as a business where you think that you want to enter the market and, and, and grow. So tell me about how you're coming at this. Obviously, I guess there's an education around, you know, what, what your product yeah, is. Yeah, this is, this is a, a really wonderful question because you see, uh, for many of them, we don't consider them as a competitor. So let me just explain that. And then we can, we can operate in areas that they simply cannot operate. So the, those technologies are limited in, in uh, one way or the other, but they get other material that comes to them. So for example, on the thermolysis, there is a lot of high rejection of material because they get the best of the best. They're looking for the best of the best of material. And by the way, when they do that, price of the feedstock jump up. And so they're not just that they are rejecting, but also they have to pay quite a lot of money to, towards the feedstock that they want. Well, Aduro can join in and just uh, uh, basically work with them and take everything that is rejected. Not everything, but a lot of that is rejected. So we don't really see them as a competitors in many ways. We see them as somewhat of an integrated 
Plus, you know, if they have to pay a lot of money for their feedstock, because imagine in, in the, let's say in Europe, um, you know, some of those organizations are working really in the same regions. And of course, they have demand for the same feedstock. Suddenly you have a, an inflation of the price. Aduro is a way out for that. Aduro is basically a technology that allows them to operate on a lower level of value. So that is at the first point. The other point that I want to say, how we differentiate ourselves in the market, uh, you know, from them is that we are capable of working today in areas that they are not, it, you know, it's not their natural habitat, if you will. So I'm differentiating between high regulated environment, more like Europe and North America, but it's also India, Latin America. Although they're coming into, uh, you know, and making higher regulations, still there's a lot of ground that there's not lots of encouragement for these guys to work in. And Aduro can do things in a smaller scale, much more flexible uh, operations. So imagine us working in those territories, those are green fields for us at this point of time. So that's kind of interesting, actually. So, because I always look at both ends of the equation, the, the cost equation that is obviously, you know, expensive feedstocks is a prohibitive. If you can operate at, at lower with lower feedstock material, that's great. But feedstock has a way of kind of catching up. At some point, people readjust pricing there. So it's, it's a very difficult thing to control that. You yes. coming in and offering them more upside in terms of the, the output, the, the product output, that's the bit that kind of interests me and in the market that that can feed into. Whether you're doing it as a joint venture or you're doing it separately or, or you know, um, you know that, that's down to, down to you and depending on which jurisdictions you're operating in. So how can we get to the bit where you think you need to focus in terms of how you make money for your company now or how you finance your company moving forward? Uh, yes. So so in uh, general, we are a licensing-based model. So we don't approach, most of the technology that you see here are uh, promoting a project base. So they have to fund the project. So they gear in behind a center or a location. They build all their hardware there. They make this off-take agreement. That's okay. <clears throat> we are promoting a licensing agreement. So we are engaging with the organizations that already have the feedstock, that already knows, you know, they have the land, they have the space, but really are looking for a superb technology to work with. And I think this is the opportunity for us. So uh, when we're working with these guys, what we do initially, we are inviting them to what we call, we, we, we created this customer engagement program where we call into those organizations and we do some experiments, live experiments. Normally they're paying for that. And uh, uh, from that point, it's easy for them to envision the technology's superiority, if you will. And then it's also it's easy for them to envision how um, they can migrate and turn the technology into their, into their site. That is when you're talking about, I'll say, the large organizations. And over last year, Matt, we've been bombarded and really got really good tractions with uh, uh, large organizations uh, approaching us and talking and asking to understand what is it we are we have been doing, and some of them are Fortune 500, some of them are lesser, uh, but all of them are interested in in the licensing. They're not interested in us; they're interested in the technology. A recent achievement that we had, uh, we've been successfully engaged and selected by Shell Game Changer uh, to be tested, and we have uh, an ongoing project right now with Shell Game Changer over a year, which six phases, which is ex doing exactly what uh, what I just mentioned. Otherwise, uh, we're talking to those uh, organizations and we offer small projects just to build our pipeline of customer, customer pipeline, 
uh, that, you know, as, as they walk around and they operate, they see how to, they see the performance, but they also can envision how to migrate and, and take on the technology. Right. So I, I, I'm interested in the, in the money part of, of business always. And I know this is kind of early days, but so it's an intellectual property and, and licensing model. So you don't have kind of big capex outlays, um, right. but you, you kind of need to establish yourselves in a way too. So what's the sell? All these people coming to you, what was the sell? Clearly they want to make more money for their business. So what are they seeing in you, which uh, which answers that question for them? How do I make more money? Right. So the first and foremost uh, is that the technology has a lot of capabilities to work in a low energy environment with a high contaminated material, producing high value product. So that that is the key in, first and foremost. And so they are very much interested because it's a new science, They've never been tested before. They're very much interested in in that type of understanding what is it we've been doing because, Matt, we did not have a website for 10 years. So the first time we had a social media footprint was two years ago when we came, we went public. Before that, there was no reason to anyone to know what we've been doing. We're only operating publicly for the last two years, and it was an awesome journey. Second, what you see here in front of you is basically the slide that somewhat speaks to the performance, the financial performance of the technology. So um, you can see on the left that we are operating on, you know, eight and a half thousand tons a year, which is uh, a lesser than a pilot for most of the other peers technologies, first and foremost. So, um, you know, other for other technologies, a 30,000 uh, tons per year operation is, is considered to be a pilot. Most of them are looking for to do operation at 100, 200, 300,000 tons. So big money, big spend. On the left, you see the value of the, you know, the capital cost that is required. In the middle, you can see the type of product. Basically, we're producing liquid product that we can turn, you know, it has a commodity market uh, price and market value. And on the right, you can see, you know, a little bit what is the payback, uh, what's are the gross margin to the guys that will license this and how much Adura is looking into it. And math, the other item that is really, really exciting here for the people is the fact that you can uh, scale it up. So this is such a small unit. And if you want a larger project, you just put stack, you know, you just stack them all together. So you put train reactors uh, in, in a, you know, in a row, if you will, and you can do projects that start small. And if you're happy, they can increase fairly quickly. And we will be, uh, in that sense, more efficient than many of the peers' technologies and our, you know, gross margin is, you know, you can see it. It's it's quite satisfying, but it has this de-risking of starting small and moving back, you know, upwards. Where in many of the cases, most of those organizations needs to do something centralized. They have to invest a lot of money. There's a starting point out there where we're de-risking the whole process. Right. So, okay, but th this is your technology, but their balance sheet, right? So the kind of capex component for them is, is significant. You talk about, you know, sort of six to six and a half year um, payback typically. Yeah. Um, there. So which. You know that's kind of on the outs, on the on the on the outer reaches of you know re reasonable returns. So, what's the drivers for them? Or is this like, I mean, who so, who so are your yeah, customers? customers and 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 you know, because there's there's a kind of green component to it, and recycling is great. People kind of love it, but also people need to look at the bottom line. So, again, the sale process there is how long does it take to kind of convert these guys into customers, and what actually gets them over the line? 
So uh, the, uh, the, there's a whole lot in what you, you've been asking, so I'll try to, to answer. Uh, uh, at the, our, this is a very new science. It's never been tested before. And for that reason, people that have to put a lot of money there has to, you know, we came up with what we call customer engagement program, and we offer them a session that costs a few hundred thousands of dollars. We'll test, uh, you'll, you'll test case your feedstock. We'll, you know, not just that, we'll customize our solution to yours because we have a lot of configuration. We understand what is your need in the territory and we move on. So that's the sales cycle. Beyond that, um, I'll say that the large organization math are not interested in 10,000 tons per year operation. They are interested in hundreds of thousands of uh, tons per year of operation. So they see us as, uh, as a way to uh, provide that, but in a scale-up mode, in, in a way that will de-risk the whole operation. Otherwise, you just have to decide, okay, I have to put half a billion dollars. This is the half-take agreement that we have to do. This is the technologies that we have to take. And, you know... Maybe nobody will be around us to to inflate the price of the feedstock. So we take away all of that. Um, project basically to build a project is about a year. You know, on commercial phase, it's just about the lead. It's the engineering, the commissioning, but the size of the project could be fairly large. So while I'm speaking about you know maybe ten thousand tons a year as a commercial unit, you know we easily could uh, take five of those or six of those and build a hundred, two hundred thousand tons, and this is. Uh, the solution that we are promoting to the big organization, to the large organizations. Um, the smaller organization, if you imagine a, a factory that has a lot of waste, rather than take the waste and uh, send it into the, the landfill or pay for it, some penalties, uh, we can start small in that, in, you know, the way we talk, I just described, and we can uh, help this organization making some money out of this waste while avoiding sending it to the landfill. So rather than simply uh, increasing the pressure on the landfill, uh, just making some money right there. When we do those things, Matt, we are saving a lot of the negative costs associated with with the, the activity that is related to plastic uh, this, this waste. This is what I'm going for. Offer, offer. This is the bit that, that intrigues me, okay? Because, okay. you know, the, 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 kind of, the kind of return profile and the gross margin for your licensee and, and yourselves is, is, is kind of interesting, but there's a bigger problem being solved. And I think I wonder where, you know, where that's being driven from because your your licensee mm -hmm. will have a a client of their own they they're, they're going to want to get their funding in place they're going to need contracts in place and it could be you know from off off taker agreements it could be from you know you know municipal tips with all of the big waste which goes there if you're right. able to kind of extract slightly more value that's great Mm -hmm. If you're able to, and but, but I guess my concern is, if there's an incumbent technology or an mm -hmm. inc incumbent infrastructure, how do you fit into that scenario versus a completely, you know, greenfield or brown brownfield, um, you know, license? Yeah, and this is a, again scenarios. excellent approach. So I mentioned Mar uh, Matt that at the beginning. So there are technologies that are already out there operating, and they are rejecting a lot of material. And so we are basically taking a lot of material that is rejected. So imagine an operation that already decided on some, some kind of an operation, but they're rejecting a lot of materials. We can take on, on this material and help them making more money. That's basically, so it's not all about greenfield. Um, also, the space is fairly large. So there's hundreds and hundreds of millions of tons of uh, plastic waste all over the world. You know, only five, 6% of it is really 
been uh, repurposed or recycled. And we're talking globally, don't, not, not locally in Europe or in North America. And so the market is huge for everyone. And for us, it's definitely a big addressable market because we have a little bit more capabilities than the others. So we're not talking all about a green uh, field. We're talking about working with other organizations, but we are, when we talk about our customers, our main customers, normally what we see is a customer that is interested in, in a superior performance. And that's what right. we represent. Right. And, and, and where, give, give me an example of what that looks like. Because like I say, there's all of these incumbents with the various technology and inertia is such a hard thing. They say, well, we've kind of got a solution. It, it's, it's, it's good enough. Mm-hmm. You're going to have, you're going to have to go to people and say, well, look, you know, good enough is not good enough anymore. You need to deal, you need to remove more of this landfill and stop, stop so much going to landfill. We can recover what? An extra 20%, an extra 10%, an extra 5%. But the value yeah. of that is significant. I mean, again, I'm interested in the sales message to see if I, if I, right, if we right, can right. over the so, line. So our, our, um, our standard yield of, of, let's say, of a kilo of material that we, or a ton of material that we produce is about 90% of material that is fungible and worth more. So only 10% are left there. And this is something unheard of in the rest, you know, with the rest what, of the market. Well, what's, what's normal look like? What, what are other people doing? Normal roughly? will look like 50, 60%. Wow. And there is a lot wow. of energy that associated with that. And, you know, there'll be an organization that will argue, okay, we, we're creating higher yield and will say, yes, you are, but you're spending a lot of capital costs on the pre-system and the pre-treatment and on the post-treatment, and then not all of it could go into, into repurposing. So we see different, different numbers when we're talking about repurposing of plastic, basically. Uh, right. We see also uh, minimum footprint, environmental footprint. So if you're only, if you're producing 90% of material, what happened to the remaining 10%? So 6% are gases of which half of them could return as, as energy to the system. You see, very, very efficient system. Very little amount of solid. So overall, the, 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 the package is quite efficient. And now, if you put it somewhere, you know, when it can operate in a small scale uh, operation, then you're saving all the other costs that are immediately coming into you. So, you know, the transportation. Understood. All of Understood. that. Honestly, so you're basically you're you're saying to people, we can deconstruct these macro molecules better than anyone else and create products which have more value, with more total value as as a result, and less costs further downstream. Right, it's less impact on the environment in terms of landfill. Yeah, and, and, and uh, I, I, I always, I know it's uh, sometimes working against me. I always, you know, when we say better than anyone else, each technology has its own char- characterization. We tend to work with them, or we tend to work, you know, in a remote area where they don't, they don't, they're not even there. There's it's just nobody's there. Okay, okay, okay. So that's interesting. I, I understand what you what you're trying to do. The problem you're trying to solve, which is always key, you know, do people want that problem solved? I guess the answer is yes. So your challenge. Yes, and, and you should remember, Matt, that uh, the world, you know, around us, you know, there's off of the plastic waste that is out there. A lot of it is just simply end up in the landfill and in our water. Most of it, over eighty percent of it, is just not not repurposed. There is a place in the you know in the world for hundreds of euros and the hundreds of all the rest. What most of the time, what you people are seeing is that they are working, you know, uh, side by side in the Western, you know, more of development uh, world. But uh, uh, you know, what happens to the rest? Nothing is happening, and we are there to help. Okay, okay. So, Adura Clean Technologies, you, you've got a, you've got a product which is you, you, you believe in and you believe is more efficient. Or 
is efficient at doing what it's doing, but we need all of the above. So that's, that's a very good mantra, and that's very you know a good good thing to say. There's room for everyone. And look, t- tell me about the challenges that you've got to have. You've got to get more of these uh, pilots, these tests going on. You've got to convert them into revenue. You've got to grow this business. So what's the plan for growing the business from here? So, so what you see, Matt, is uh, basically what we promised to. We, we're working in stages, and last year we promised uh, our investors that we're going to uh, put what we call machine in the ground and get customers to test it because we argue that technology is so fantastic that should we should have an organization that will help us commercialize it. So here you go. This year, what you see in this in this slide is basically some of the units that we are commissioning on the right. It's the plastic uh, unit, the continuous flow plastic unit, which is a demonstration. Uh, unit that could be scaled up, but it's the first one that is a continuous flow. And on the left, you can see a unit that is a part of the the bitumen operation, which we can talk uh, then. So we've been, uh, you know, uh, delivering right to the letter in terms of uh, our, uh, I'll say, machines that we're putting in the ground. And then uh, at the end of last year, we actually uh, uh, been successfully engaged with Shell Game Changer and with an energy company called Prospero. Mind you, we have another energy company, one of the largest in Alberta, but it's confidential and we can't take, talk about it. And so we're now adding, um, if you will, more and more organizations into our uh, mix. So this year, our goal is to uh, uh, bring more of those partner engagements to work with us and uh, to build our uh, ton per day unit, where the other units uh, were the smaller, maybe kilogram per hour. The the goal for this year is to bring to build up a continuous flow ton per day unit, but also add much more customers that will help us. And and math through this process, we on one hand we're building our customer engagement, but when we go and talk to uh, an investor, we we're we're thinking about the investors, and so we are. You know, we are we see ourselves working with uh, such partners to help us commercialize the activity. We have uh, a lot of non-diluted money that we're bringing in, such as the money that we brought on the right, uh, you know, from government grants. And so, by the time we reach the investor and telling the investor, "Look, we're we're talking about uh, you know uh, uh, working in stages in order to build a commercial uh, application." We already have uh, uh, some partners, bef- you know, much before that we are asking the money from the investments. And that is the concept. We're trying to align ourselves with however the investor, you know, see us in order to secure his position. And it was very successful last year. And, you know, it looks like this year is going to be a, a, a transformation again okay. for us. Well, look, I'm offer. I, I- I just wanted people to hear this story because I, I quite like the technology and like what you're trying to do. But you're, you're at that you're at that stage, as you say. You've got a lot of people sort of testing and talking, and you need to get them Thank over the you. line. So this for for you is get head down, get some of those contracts into, you know, some kind of commercial state where you start to understand what what the revenues could look like, the time frame for those, for those as well. But yeah. Um, as it's- and, and I'll say, Matt, on the right, what you see is not a lot of project. We we basically, if I talk to you about companies that are doing, you know, hundreds and thousands of tons, the, the licensing on the right with the 95 million is basically less than 400 tons of processing. So you can imagine we can sell to large organization 100, 200,000 tons of processing and we'll be where we are. We actually feel this chart is, is, far, is uh, quite conservative. And uh, the years to come, the next two, three years, basically, we are operating to build our customer engagement. And this is where we expect some small revenue from those customers. 
But again, those customers will move along into taking on larger projects. This is what uh, we anticipate. And for that reason, I think, uh, don't look at the revenue, but look at the partners that we're bringing to work with us to mitigate the risk for you, the investor. Right. So it's and just one, one last one, because again, the money always interests me. So with regards to those sort of contracts, how, how long are those contracts that forget the size, the size, the size will be the size of the, you know, as you right. do more, you'll get more, but the contract terms are typically how long? So standard, uh, when, when everything's said and done, standard regular experiment program for a customer engagement program could take three or four months. Uh, specifically with the Shell Game Changer, it's actually allocated over a year and it has six phases. So Shell has been, uh, you know, they know the market. They've been looking outside. They've seen our argument as much as, you know, every technology out there. And um, the, we're working with them on phases where in each phase we have some some deliverable to do. At the end of it, there is, a, of course, a commercial uh, agreement. It is all confidential and we cannot disclose. Uh, I'll say for per per customer or possible customer or partner, it will take three to six months, uh, from which we are also anticipating to receive some revenue, minimum revenue. Right, and then and how long does a contract typically last once they've kind of gone through the testing phase in the industry? You brought, I appreciate the terms are usually so those uh, those uh, processing unit can live for twenty thirty years. Wow! So and you can only you know if you want once you start it, it's it's actually let's assume a customer will be happy with them, then you can envision that they could increase because we have small scale, right? You remember, we can add two yep. or three more. Yep. So a customer is happy with what we've been doing. Next next, you know, next year, he'll you know, add another three. He's happy, he's thinking about increasing his operation, he can add another six. Right. And that flexibility answers to a lot of the risk mitigation for such customers. Okay, so I guess where I'm going with this is I'm trying I'm trying to work out if, I, if I'm, I'm creating a financial model, how do I value you? And if you've got a kind of got annuity stream, which could be you know significant, like multi-decade, then that's kind of interesting. Yes. You kind of get valued more like a technology company at that point than say a mining operation or natural resource. Um, operation. So that's right. that's kind of yeah. interesting to understand. Look, yeah, offer- yeah. And I, I recommend this is fair point, and I recommend them to look at the, the the brand that we're making effort to bring in. So they are not considering you know small scale operation. They they're, they're considering large scale commercial operation. So for them, you know, if we are being selected and if we are working with them over the long run, we're talking about, you know, the potential there is, is larger than what we see on the on this screen. So, and we want to bring more of those into the table. Of course. Offer, thank you so much uh, for coming and sharing the technology with us. Really enjoyed that one. Uh, exciting time for you, exciting year for you, I think, in terms of trying to advance some of these uh, contracts. So I appreciate your time. Thank yeah, you. fantastic year for us. I mean, we're looking forward. The team is hungry, he's ready. The units are just now in the commissioning phase you know we're moving in towards some customer engagement we have some that are more advanced and some that are a lesser i mean very very exciting year for us thank you very much for having me and looking forward